Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, our hosts look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to build a space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the orgiastic knot of the Internet's bullshit. I'm Cap. Obviously, you know me from previous episodes. Um, I'm here to uh, unravel all these hot and heavy questions with my good friend, Ryan. And the reason why these questions are so hot and heavy is that this is episode number, the sexiest number, 69. Nice, 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 nice. You know what else is nice? Tell me. We're going to do an Oops All Reddit. Woo! That means all of the questions today are coming from Reddit. Normally we, you know, although we rely heavily on Reddit for some our content, we also pull from other platforms. Uh, so this episode is going to feature nothing but uh, rapid fire Reddit questions. And guess what? What? They're all sexy. Woo! Just you and me having, having sexy conversations on the internet. Like God intended. <laughs> Reddit, known as the sexiest place on the internet. Uh, do you know what I think is sexier than anything else? Tell me. Intelligence. And that's why our first question is coming from r slash they did the math. Can't wait for this. This is posted by user Chill Winston, one, two, three. Hey, you know what? This feels more like a mantra. Like, it's not like he's not describing himself as Chill Win- Winston, one, two, three. It's like he's looking in the mirror and he's saying, Chill Winston, one, two, three. And he's got it under control. That's every time I start recording and my cat Winston is in here screaming at me. I say, chill, Winston. And then I count to three and we start recording. So this, this is a mantra. Uh, so they're actually commenting on a meme that they saw on, it looks like, Facebook. This is like an oops all Facebook inside of our oops all Reddit. This question is pregnant with other forms of social media. It's like a turducken of social media. Yeah. So this features a screenshot of a post and the surrounding commentary. And the image is... Uh, It's got condoms and menstrual uh, care products. And it says, if these are free, pointing to the condoms, these should be towards the menstrual hygiene items. The person who posted it writes, sex is a choice, menstruation isn't. And somebody comments, free condoms, yeah. I wish my monthly cost for those are like $100. Which brings us to Chill Winston123's question. (laughs) How many times a day does he have sex a day for it to equal the monthly cost stated? So how many times a day would you have to have sex in order to spend $100 on condoms? Per month. So that's our our framing question, but let's kind of Russian doll this and answer the smallest Russian doll first. And that is the original image. If these are free, these should be. Uh, How do you feel about that? Do you feel like if condoms are free, menstrual uh, hygiene products should be free? I know this is the second time that we've addressed this in the last five episodes because of a a similar question. So don't feel like you need to spend a ton of time on it. Because I think think Matt and I already formed your opinion for you and you just inherited it by co-hosting the show this week. Absolutely. Uh, I, I do believe that they should all be free. I know in a lot of places they are, but... It's wild. A lot of people menstruate and these things do not cost much to create and they should be given out. I mean, just in the way that condoms are, 
America hates women. <laughs> <laughs> for, for sexual health and hygiene, uh, I, I personally agree that these products, both condoms and menstrual hygiene products, should be freely available to whoever needs them. That said, there might be a little bit more social engineering at work if you're to believe the people on r slash conspiracy you're giving out condoms to, uh, for free to people who can't afford condoms because you don't want poor people to have babies. Very interesting conspiracy theory. Was that by Wykana one as well? Nope, that's a, that's a, that's a Ryan interpolating the internet original. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't have that benefit with the menstrual hygiene products because being in a state of absorption or not absorption does not affect future populations. Exactly. Um, unless... I don't know. Is there is there a concern of infection if you're not like maybe I need to talk to a lady doctor cap you're off the hook. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. No, I think these things should be in all bathrooms in any public space for free. Give them away. Come on, Joe Biden. You heard it here first. You heard it here, Joe. Let's get those FEMA funds to work. Hold on. Let me text Joe. We're close friends. (laughs) Uh, sex is a choice. Menstruation isn't. That's another claim that's being posited here. Is sex a choice? And is menstruation not a choice? So let's deal, let's deal with the first one first. Is sex <laughs> a choice? You know, it certainly should be. It's, uh. it's a, uh, 100% of the time, sex, <laughs> sex should be a choice. Uh, but let, yes. let's talk like biological predeterminism. Okay. I think sex is a loaded question. Exactly. It, it's a choice, but it's like, do you want to have sex or not want to have sex? And for most people, the answer is like, yes, I, I do want to have sex. I, I'd say that sex is a choice, but it's one that, with a with a uh, biased opinion. Exactly. Absolutely. Because your, your body's just like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are in our DNA built for sex. Now, as far as menstruation being a choice... Yes and no. There are forms of birth control now which limit or cease menstruation. So menstruation can be a choice if you're uh, if you're taking the the right hormone therapy. However, not everybody can afford that choice or have access to it, depending on where you live. Yeah. So that's a financial decision, which is not the same as a choice freely made. Exactly. Yeah. So long story short, let's just let's give away all this stuff for free. No social engineering necessary. Uh, just just give it away. Give it away. I want people's junk to be happy. Uh, so that really leaves us with just the one remaining claim where the commenter who is not identified, they, their identity is being protected by the vengeful person who has posted <laughs> their shame to the Internet. They write free condoms. Yeah, I wish my monthly cost for those are like $100. Let me read that differently. Free condoms. Yeah, I wish. My monthly cost for those are like $100. You did very good for the lack of commas that are in this statement. This is just one long statement. I know. It's, it's, it's really tough to know how this, how this statement... Do you want to give it a try? <laughs> well, as written, it's free condoms. Yeah, I wish my monthly cost for those are like $100, which is just a nonsense sentence. How about free condoms? Yeah! <laughs> I, wish, I wish my monthly cost for those are like $100. I think that's I think that's what they're going for here. I think it's a sarcastic thing. Yeah. Well, what if they're spending so much on condoms that they wish their monthly cost for those are like one hundred dollars? Oh, okay. Free condoms. Yeah. I wish my monthly cost for those are like one hundred dollars. Like maybe they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Does they just keep breaking them every time? (laughs) It's too much dangle. All right. So I did look into this. I I can't wait to hear the math, please. (laughs) Well, the math's actually super easy. 
if you go to Amazon and you look up condoms, it will actually give you the cost per unit. Oh. So the cheapest condoms nice. that I found were 39 cents per unit, and that is the Durex Pleasure Pack Regular Fit. So to describe this to the audience, so it, it looks like a giant, like a dartboard or a bullseye. All the rings of this bullseye are fuchsia color, except for one that's in the middle. So there are six, uh, three rings inside of the white ring and two rings outside of the white ring. And it's indicating a regular fit. Presumably for other sizes of condoms, they would highlight different rings. Oh, OK. No, it's just coming up. I, I love that. I think that's hilarious. The best part is that it's not like fit to actual size. It's just a no, no. It's just a scale <laughs> understanding of how big these condoms are. They're like, let's just assume that you know how big an average dick is. This is the ring that would fit around it if it were three times larger. We know you've Googled it. <laughs> like, this is a completely nonsensical graphic. <laughs> That's hilarious. If this were less than like, this is a perfectly regular fit. You can tell by this bullseye illustration. <laughs> <laughs> now, what happens if just the bullseye is lit up? <laughs> just the. That's the, that's the, that's the <laughs> teensy, teensiest, tiniest little micropene. Like the ones we used to put over our fingers at the restaurant when we got a cut. <laughs> those are called finger cots. Oh, love them. For those of you looking for extra, like inhumanly, possibly small condoms, like let's say if you have like a, a pet, like a guinea pig that needs <laughs> condoms because you have too many guinea pigs, you would mm -hmm. go to the pharmacy and ask for finger cots. And maybe some teeny tiny little rubber bands <laughs> just to make sure they don't slip off. At this point, you would take your erect guinea pig, flip it upside down, put the finger cot on it, wrap the rubber band. Don't leave it on too long. That little dinky will fall right off. That, that's how you prevent guinea pigs from breeding. The more you know. I knew I was going to learn something on this episode. <laughs> All right. So at a cost of uh, 39 cents per unit, $100. Uh, would buy you. So let's go ahead and mm -hmm. plug that $100 in. $100 is actually 10,000 pennies. And then we just divide by 39. $100 will buy you 256.41 condoms. So we're going to round down to 256. Uh huh. And we're going to divide that by 30. Say that's our average day. Sure. So you would have to have sex 8.5 times a day if you're using the Durex Pleasure Pack regular fit condom at 39 cents wow. a pop. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just for that's just for regular fit too oh by the way it's an assortment with straight walls ribbed and dotted they've got all sorts of stuff in there like what you're the getting a real treasure trove here and let's be real if you're having sex 8.5 times a day you better get the variety pack or otherwise you're gonna get bored <laughs> yeah you need variety in that spice it up <laughs> you know since we're talking about you know regular versus large uh, if you got a pack of Magnum large size bearskin condoms, which happens to be, according to their packaging, the thinnest Magnum condom, which they would know uh, as they are Magnum. That, that's a, that's an almost meaningless claim. Like this is the thinnest Magnum. It is. Absolutely. All of our other Magnums, those are thick boys. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have to design them thick because they they would explode under larger loads. But thank goodness we we, we decided to enter the market with this, our largest okay. and thinnest Magnum condom ever. And I assume they spell it B-A-R-E, bearskin. Uh, B -A Not that of the animal. B-A-R-E, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, <laughs> dude, bearskin, like, how fucking butch is that? <laughs> You've heard of sheepskin condoms. This is a bearskin condom. It's a man's condom. 
(laughs) So these are almost, uh, these are actually more than twice as expensive. They are 80 cents. Okay. 80 cents a unit to cover your unit. (laughs) (laughs) Which would give us how many per month? That gives us 125 sexual encounters per month. And we're going to divide that by 30, and that's 4.16. We'll round down to four a day, which I think is a little bit more reasonable. It is. It is more reasonable for sure. Still tiring, but more reasonable. It's the same amount of dick, just it takes fewer (laughs) encounters. Exactly. More bang for your buck. It's a difference between a five inch penis and a 10 inch penis. You're getting literally twice as much dick per encounter. So I think this is perfectly fair. It's 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 equitable and it really kind of comes out in the wash when you're distinguishing price point by size. But that wasn't the most expensive condom that I found. I'm dying to know what the most expensive condom is. I have my Amazon open ready. Let me know. The most expensive one that I found was the Lilo Hex Original Luxury Condoms with unique hexagonal structure, thin yet strong latex condom, comma lubricated. Oh. So, I mean, you're getting some unusual geometry. You're getting luxury. It's a VIP experience. You're getting thin yet strong latex. And, you know, they they threw the lube in. I was going to say for free, but they didn't. They're charging you for that lube job. <laughs> These are $1.46 per condom. Wow. Yeah. Get the abacus, move it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All yep. the beads. At that rate, $100 buys you 68.49 sexual encounters per month. Okay. More reasonable. Right, which is 2.28 sexual encounters per day, which I think over over the course, you would just carry it over like a leap year. Exactly. So so every four days you would have sex three times. I mean, how's this person even got time to comment on Facebook posts if they're having all this sex? <laughs> well, they're buying the really expensive condoms. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> Writing in style. Yeah, let's let's assume that there was a large version of the Lilo Hex original. That would probably double the price, in which case you'd only have to have sex one and a quarter times each day. Which I think is, you know, if that's happening at your house, that's a healthy relationship. Exactly. I, I, I think two times a day is perfectly reasonable. And if you're a, a well-hung gentleman, uh, that brings your number down to 1.14. So that's once a day. And then, you know, every 10 days, maybe you go, you get a nooner and you sneak a little midday snack. Do they still sell those Amazon buttons? Can you just like strap one to the side of your bed and every time you just press the button and a new box ships? <laughs> well, I think if you're calculating it out as a monthly expense, you could probably set it up as a recurring order. There you go. I, I would like to point out that that was the that was the 12 count of the uh, Lilo Hex. Uh, they do have uh, they do have a 36 pack, uh, oh. which gets it to you at 63 cents, which is actually right in between the the Durex and the uh, and the Trojan. But if you get a three pack of it, it's 248 per. So, I mean, at that point, you only have to have sex every two out of every three days <laughs> to hit your budget. That's just poor financial management. Like, Agreed. At that point, you're being taxed for being poor, but portraying uh, luxury. It's like it's like poor people with like really fancy Instagrams. It's just pictures of their dick in the most in the most ostentatious condom you can imagine. In a hexagonal specialty <laughs> condom. It looks like something out of Logan's run. <laughs> <laughs> the hexagonal structure is raised on the inside to minimize slippage. It's going to grip your dick. <laughs> Wait, let's just. All right, real quick, just go on to Amazon and OK, back to it. <laughs> so this guy's spending $100 a month on condoms. We're not sure who he's using those condoms with, which brings us to our next question from r slash too afraid to ask. This is uh, from user secret turtle 007. 
What a great name. Uh, presumably, this is a turtle uh, who has a license to kill people slowly. <laughs> but they ask, does it matter to you the number of people your partner has slept with? If you're a Bond girl, the answer has to be no. Has to be no. Has to be no, because James Bond has slept with a lot of people. Over decades now. Over decades, yeah. James Bond is 90 years old, and he is still having sex with Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend's peers. Still showing his secret turtle. (laughs) 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 Yeah, this is is a pretty easy one for me. Does it matter to you the number of people your partner has slept with? The answer is no. The answer is no. And there's... Almost 2,000 comments on here, and I'm really wondering how many of them are no. But I, I have a fear that it's only a few. It's, it, there's <laughs> going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of sex positive no's in there, and there's going yeah. to be a lot of sex shaming yeses. I, I will say, does it matter to me the number of people that my partner has slept with? No. Have I asked? No. Um, exactly. Just because I don't think it's I don't think it's valuable information for our relationship. I don't think that the knowledge would destroy my marriage regardless of what the number was. But uh, if we're being absolutely 100% real, my number might be higher. (laughs) Humble brag. I might be throwing stones in glass houses. It's a conversation that happens in a lot of relationships, but I've been in plenty where the conversations happen, but it doesn't change anything in any direction. You know, it's just learning more about the person. But I think we're moving towards a more sex-positive country and headspace for people. And I, I feel like that, Shouldn't matter. Actually, you know, I am going to change my answer. Okay. Because historically speaking, it has mattered for me, and it is because of my sex positivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was dating somebody who I met through, and this is this is going to sound strange as as an atheist, but I met her through church. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well. It- you know, we've all been there. Well, yeah, I was literally, you know, I, I was hanging out with the church. I, I, I like the people in it. I, I got into I got involved because uh, I was making snacks for their uh, for their meetings that were taking that my roommate was hosting at our house. Sure. Uh, it was it was her house. I was just living there. So I made myself useful as the snack preparer. Bottomless um, breadsticks and all that. I, I the usual church I, food. I provided all of the bottomless foods. <laughs> bottomless blood of group. Christ. <laughs> Come on down to church for the bottomless blood of Christ. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was dating this girl that I'd met through this group. She was, you know, probably about five years younger than me. I was 28 and she was 23. Although we never had any discussion about the number of sexual partners that either of us had had, it became clear to me that she might be, there might be an experience gap between us. Mm-hmm. And I suspected that she hadn't had sex with anybody before. And for that reason, I broke it off with her. I told her it was because of religious differences. Sure. What it really was is I was concerned that her, that we weren't, you know, sexually compatible. Yeah. Cause I'd been around, I, I, I'd been around the block, you know, I'd been around the block and I've, I've tasted the forbidden fruit. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of judgment that comes with it, unfortunately, still, especially from, you know, that kind of background. It can, but I think the judgment in this case was coming from me. Like I didn't want to have to, you know, I, I didn't want to be her Sherpa on the mountain of sexual exploration. Sure. Something somebody needs to figure out for themselves. Or be part of a, you know, a religious deprogramming ex- experience. <laughs> through like, like, you can't just wave a magic wand, even if that wand's a penis, and make all, all of that religious upbringing go away. There's, 
there's still that deep-seated guilt that comes with the cultural expectations inside of a religious community. Absolutely. Doesn't matter how many the number of people that your partner has slept with, but I will say most of the time, no, it absolutely does not. Case-by-case scenario. That is a highly subjective question with highly subjective answers. Completely agree. Uh, Speaking of people that you shouldn't have sex with, I have a question here from No Stupid Questions, one of my favorite places on the internet. What, what, what's, what's, I'm sorry, what's so special about that? What's so special about it is intrinsically any question that you ask is not stupid. Oh, I'm ready to make hand rubbing noises and dig in. Exactly. So this not stupid question is posted and given to us by Silas Breakdown. Nice name. Badass. Very intense. Yeah, very cyberpunk. I like it. Wow, there's a lot of, a lot of comments on this one, too. I'm going to go ahead and read it out for you. Bear with me. Horses and donkeys are capable of producing offspring. We know this. Mm -hmm. As are lions and tigers. The liger, everyone's favorite. Bread for magic. Out of morbid curiosity, are there any species biologically close enough to humans to produce offspring? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of discourse on this one on Reddit, as you could probably guess why. Yeah. Um, So they're they're trying to save themselves here with an edit saying that... uh, they're mainly talking about how there were different human-like species, like Neanderthals and proto-human species, and now uh-huh. we're all that's left. But I, I like this idea. I, I, I actually now there, there's something you left there. He does so. He uh-huh. talks about proto-human species and Neanderthals being uh, sexually and biologically compatible with modern humans. Okay, that's true. You know, if you do your uh, ancestry DNA and you have some Northern European ancestry, odds are you have some Neanderthal in there also. Uh, but he does leave his foot in the door a little bit and says, maybe chimps. But extensive <laughs> research on that has not been done for obvious reasons. <laughs> and there are a lot of A's in that, maybe. Ryan said it right. Maybe yeah, yeah. chimps. He's like, you can teach a monkey to smoke a cigar. Can you teach it to carry a human baby to term? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he did. He tried to backtrack to get away from, I'm sure, what are some disgusting comments and then went well, right I, back I liked, in. <laughs> I like that he backtracked and then he just like he double backtracks. He's just exactly. like, they're never going to catch me now. <laughs> <laughs> He's back at the start. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I got a chimp dick in one hand, a human dick in the other hand. Let's make magic happen. So what do you what do you what are your thoughts on this? Are there any are there any species that come up to mind to you other than chimps? No, no. no. You tricked time out. You tricked me a little bit because you phrased it in such a way that by saying no, it made it sound like I believe that human beings and chimps can uh, do cross species nookie to produce cross species babies. (laughs) And and that is not the case. Uh, There are no species on Earth that if you have sex with them and they are not human, will you produce an offspring? 100% 100% of the time, uh, I, I guess the only exception to that would be uh, when a parasite lays its eggs in you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is the closest thing, but I think at that point, you're just a food source. You're not a sexual partner. Like, and then a xenomorph pops out of your chest and you're and a father. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how that works. <laughs> so this person, this person is asking what species are biologically close to humans. So I looked into it a little bit. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. This is is an oops all Reddit. I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely (laughs) on a list somewhere for this. So there's a few studies that came out in the early 2000s. One of them found that cats have 90% of the same genes that are similar to humans. So all you (laughs) Cats the Musical fans rejoice. (laughs) 
They are very close to us. I think we all see the horrors that that created and we should never look back. But if you do look back, you will note that none of the cats in that film have genitals. That's true, except for on the butthole cut, you know, the secret butthole cut that we never saw. So time out. I do recall there being a butthole cut. So let's assume that the butthole is canon. Mm hmm. Is is Cats the Musical canon? (laughs) I I think technically that's not a butthole at that point. That becomes a cloaca. Mm -hmm. A little kitty cloaca. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a joke from his show. This comes up a lot because their their show takes place in Florida. (laughs) Anytime anytime they would refer to the cloaca, they call it a clay aiken. Gets us past the censors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's the internet there are no censors have you looked at reddit you're looking at reddit right now <laughs> if if we're calling the kitty cloaca clay aiken and mm-hmm. we put clay aiken in the sequel to cats would that be like a clay aiken loop like just an infinite like an infinite clay aiken loop a, like a little russian doll of clay aikens like a little paradox of clay aikens yeah they would just fold in upon themselves it's just an MC Escher drawing of Clay Aiken as a anthropomorphized cat with an infinite butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Clay Aiken's infinite butthole. That's my favorite album. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> to Clay Aiken, we apologize. Mm-hmm. I know you're listening. 100% loyal listener Clay Aiken, been with us since day one. More of a um, Ruben Stutter guy, but okay. <laughs> Hey, sorry to interrupt your favorite podcast, but I'm here to tell you about Shrimp and Crits, an actual play podcast with a Southern twist. My name is Ian, and I am the keeper for this show as we play Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. If you like the sound of swampy monster mayhem, gators gone shopping, and magical fairy mischief, you will be right at home in the remote panhandle town of Gullicochica, Florida, where spooky danger has begun to wash ashore. Shrimp and Crits is the story of Sarah Payne the Mundane. All I'm asking for is answers. That's all I'm looking for is the truth. Ari Green, the searcher. You know the proclamations of the fame. I suggest you follow them from now on. And Ray Ray, the most mundane monstrous you will ever meet. Mr. Zeus, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I knew you were, I knew you were real. Um, and Ray Ray's just like bowing in front of this swan. As they fumble their way through protecting their skeptical town from mysterious evils. We release new episodes every other Monday on the podcatcher of your choice. Hope to see you soon in sunny Gullicochica. I also found uh, Jeff Goldblum fans rejoice that fruit flies share 61% common DNA as us or common genes as us. So I love the idea of human fly combos. I don't know how we get there except for accidental experiments. Oh, like a teleportation machine? Yeah. A teleportation machine. I'll tell you what, I know that's supposed to be like a horror movie with lots of body horror imagery, but mm-hmm. like, let, let's be real. Like Cronenberg's classic. The fly, like he's super fucking hot. Like Jeff Goldblum's just like, I am a sexual, like, he's just like glistening. And yeah, you can't take the sexual out of Jeff Goldblum. You can't like he's he's got like he's like, I want to vomit on you and eat the dissolved flesh. And you're just like, maybe. (laughs) okay, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, everything once. (laughs) No, I love the idea of, uh, you know, segmented wings and short lifespans. I think it's great. Is it possible? No. No, unfortunately. Uh, my favorite idea is 
the uh, banana, which I think we all know share a very similar DNA to humans, sixty percent it shows, and it, it's I think, perfectly inside of Kirk Cameron's hand. So that's and perfectly proven. inside of our fancy hexagonal condoms, <laughs> and and our beautiful little kitty cloacas. Exactly. No, I love the idea of banana humans, high in potassium, uh, soft, uh, bruise easily, just like me. <laughs> I, I would worry that if we created human banana hybrids, we'd end up with an edible underclass. <laughs> like, let's let's be real. Like like these days, these days it's in, it's very in vogue to say eat the rich, but I, I'm more concerned about the rich crossbreeding us with bananas and eating us. You know, a whole you can get a whole bunch of underprivileged people at the grocery store. The best part is they're already in a bunch and they they have to they have to organize to try to escape. <laughs> <laughs> like how many kids would you have? You just have a bunch of kids. You'd have a, a full bunch. Brady bunch. <laughs> you, Brady the Brady bunch. The Brady bunch the, with banana people. I I like this. Now we're on to something. <laughs> the Brady bunch for actually the uh the initial secret government experiment of creating human banana hybrids. And then they, in order to fund the project, they put them on TV. <laughs> I'm going on our conspiracy right now. This is <laughs> this is the new heater. <laughs> oh, man. R slash conspiracy. Like the, the hardcore diehard R slash conspiracy people are really upset that the MAGA uh, election deniers have showed up because they're just like, mm-hmm. there's no credible evidence for that. <laughs> <laughs> this conspiracy is too much for our conspiracy. <laughs> they're like, it's too stupid to be real. The Jeez. earth might be flat, but Donald Trump definitely lost that fucking election. <laughs> <laughs> there might be banana people on the flat moon, but. <laughs> but the only thing more painful than the prospect of a 2024 Donald Trump election victory is this next question from r slash too afraid to ask submitted by user. I won't tell if you don't. Ooh. And they want to know, are blue balls really? that painful so in the comments they mentioned that they are a woman and she has seen men get upset about getting blue balls so question number one i guess we're going to get very personal on this Mm -hmm. our 69th episode as we should which i'm trying to find a way to make it fall on valentine's day but the math just does not line up maybe i'll skip (laughs) <laughs> from episode 68 to episode 70 and save this for Valentine's there you Day. Go. That makes sense. What a treat. Uh, but, but since we're getting intimate and we like to get to know our guest host, Cap, have you ever had blue balls? And if so, were they really that painful? I, I am a, uh, a firm, firm, very firm blue balls denier here. I, I don't, <laughs> it's definitely not a painful thing. Uh, anyone who tells you is lying. Uh, it, it doesn't hurt. They just want to have sex with you. They just want to get their rocks off more so. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to slap your blue balls mm-hmm. explanation out of the way. Sure. And I, I will tell you that I have had blue balls and it it can be very painful. Uh, one time I actually got blue balls so bad that the next time I ejaculated, there was blood in my semen. Oh, so, my. Uh, you know what? We're going to retroact like trigger warning. Yeah. Is it too late for that? Can we can we do a trigger warning after the fact? Like, <laughs> if you have the ability, please go back and erase that from your memory. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I have the ability to cut it in such a way that it falls after the trigger warning, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, so no, we're so on not a good person. sides of this. Um, <laughs> now, that said, I, I agree with you 100%. 
if anybody is pressure using their blue balls or the prospect of blue balls to pressure you into having sex, they're not a good person and you should not have sex with them. Exactly. That is more now, so what I'm trying to say here. It is used as a tool for manipulation more than anything. Yep. If you feel so inclined to reward their quiet suffering <laughs> with sex, do so at your own judgment. Exactly. If you notice somebody who just looks a little bit queasy after you've been making out, maybe, you know, be like, hey, maybe it is time to take our relationship to the next level. And don't please don't construe this as me pressuring you, our listener, (laughs) into having sex with this unknown person. But like, maybe think about it. (laughs) You already thought about it. You probably made a decision within 10 seconds of meeting this person, whether or not you would sleep with them like that. That is, I think, the the typical turnaround time on knowing whether or not you want to sleep with somebody or at least would entertain the prospect of it at a future time. Exactly. Is it actually horrible? Go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to ask you how long it takes you to come to that determination. (laughs) I'm 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 in a very committed relationship. So my my determination is almost immediate. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's like you you raise the eyebrow and then the eyebrow goes right back down. (laughs) Just like your penis. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, this is, uh, I, I, I feel for you, and uh, uh, that sounds like a horribly painful situation, but I have, no, never experienced something quite so, uh... You, you know what, you know what feels better than... Oh, tell than, me. ...than relieving blue balls with uh, sexual activity? Knowing that that sexual activity was uncoerced. <laughs> exactly, that's the best feeling of all. That's the best feeling of all, is having sex with people who want to have sex with you. Yeah, consent uh, is the best you feeling. Have, <laughs> if you have blue balls, it's because the other person did not want to have sex with you. And I'm sorry, but that's just the reality of the fucking situation. And you have to live with it. Exactly. Get over it. Go look at yourself in the mirror. Go home. Crank it. Be done yeah, with exactly. it. Exactly. Like, you have the cure to blue balls. It's been in the palm of your hand this entire time. <laughs> we are built to fix this problem. Yeah. Dead serious. If you are on a date with somebody and you're making out and you're like, oh, Yeah. And you feel those blue balls start to come on. Just be like, hey, I have to go poop. And then go to the bathroom, exactly. crank one out real quick, and then come back. And then hope That's that so they... funny. I was about to say, say you have to poop. Yeah, say you have to poop. Just Which which will ensure that they will not want to have sex with you when they come back. Unless you're with exactly. a real dirty bird. Like You might be with a real dirty bird. In which case, you know, that's your business. And it's their business. And if you're compatible, you know... I'm just trying to give you the best possible advice and it's not going to work in every situation because that dirty bird might turn around and be like, that's so hot. We need to do it right now. And you have just secretly masturbated and you might not be up to the task. (laughs) Man, is this good advice? This is good advice. I don't know. It is good advice. Okay. We're giving two perspectives, you know, (laughs) take what you will and then go poop. Uh, so this actually pairs really nicely with our next question, which also comes from r slash too afraid to ask and was posted by do not belong on this sub. Wow. They're just wow. Exi- exiling themselves immediately. They're like, normally I'm not too afraid to ask. Like, it feels like they're too good for too afraid to ask. Right. Like, normally I'm much braver with my questions, but I'm here slumming it today with you guys. Uh, the question is how to approach the men I live with about their frequent masturbating in the shower. <sighs> I can see I the can discomfort on your face. <laughs> oh my god! Apparently, they do belong here, though, because this is a, a good question to ask. It is a good question. So, this woman lives in a shared house with three guys, and she says that it's common courtesy. Everybody needs to clean up the shower. And when she goes to clean up the shower, she's got long hair, and she pulls it out of the drain. 
However, when it comes out of the drain, she says it always has, quote, some nasty ass sperm sticking to it. Uh, oh, my. And she says, guess it gets stuck to my long hair on the way down the drain. <sighs> Now, I don't know these guys very well. I haven't spoken to more than tw- more than twice since moving in a month ago. They seem to stay in their rooms. How do I even approach this? Am I doomed? And should I just move? Uh, she really likes the location of the place on top of the sperm bank. <laughs> it's wild so, that they stay in the room, but they choose to jerk <laughs> off in the shared shower. Yeah, so I think what's happening here is the the answer to this question is no you don't approach them about their frequent masturbating in the shower because I don't think that's what's happening here. Oh. I think I think what's happening is it sounds like she's not, in her scenario, she thinks that her long hair is in the drain and then these guys produce semen in the shower, which goes down the drain and sticks to the hair. And uh-huh. then when she goes to clean it up, it's got gross-ass semen on it. Sure. So there are two solutions here. One is clean the drain out immediately. Yeah, once you're done with your shower, clean out your hair. Clean out your hair, and then it's not going to have the jisms on it. But I don't even think that this is jizz. I think what she's dealing with is pipe scum. Because oh. if she's not cleaning it out between every single uh, between every single shower that she takes, then it's sitting down there and the it's sitting down there in the drain, and that drain inevitably is going to have some sort of biomass on the inside. Sure. So what she might be getting is some soap scum some mold, some mildew. There's a lot of things that could be in that drain creating a chunky, whitish, gray biological substance. So I, I'm, I'm going to say do not confront your roommates. Just, you know, clean out the shower between each iteration. Yeah, a big uh, heavy-duty Drano will probably do you pretty good here. Mm-hmm. It'll get most of that scum out of the way. And uh, one of those little... Um uh, they call them like shower mushroom caps or something that you replace yep. the drain with that catch your hair. That's super easy. You just leave the drain open when you're not in the shower. And if you want to save that with you and bring it in with you to catch your hair, if they all have short hair and are not clogging up the drain, you could just do that. Alternately, if you're looking if you're looking to deal with the subject and you're looking for an easy way to broach the topic, uh, you could just start masturbating in places that are inconvenient to them. Exactly. Garage, <laughs> kitchen. Um, on, the, on, on the cutting board in the kitchen. Very inappropriate place to masturbate. <laughs> Maybe like uh, maybe some sort of Etsy project, a cross stitch or something that just says, like, <laughs> don't come in here in the bathroom. <laughs> if you really think that's the issue, just maybe a nice you know, cursive cross stitch that maybe it's backwards. So when they look in the mirror, they see it behind them. Just a little <laughs> reminder. So we, we, what we need is like for this cross stitch, if we're going to put this cross stitch in the bathroom, if in the shower you're seeking fun, please be sure to clean the cum. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's like live, laugh, don't come here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't drain your main vein in the drain. Oh, yeah. No, see, we uh, th- maybe we should start an Etsy store. Maybe we should start with, an Etsy store. With- <laughs> <laughs> Cross stitches. There's a big market for it, I think. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think you might be right. I think I, I've had a long haired roommate before and I'm fairly certain they weren't. The showers are pretty quick. I don't think that was happening in there, but there would be some gross stuff in that hair in the hair I pulled out of that drain. Yeah, it's just it happens. I think it's a lot of soap scum and like shampoo. It it can be uh coming on occasion, you know, said come a lot of times this episode. (laughs) (laughs) You need a tally. (laughs) You just just a cum counter, (laughs) a cum counter. Everyone at home, mark another one Uh, off. 
Uh, and if we hit 69 come references in one episode, uh, we'll give away a $69 gift certificate to the directs. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because that, that's really specific to people who need condoms. That's true. And I, I think if we did something like um, like uh, uh, some sort of sex toy, like I, I remember that my brother, my brother and me used to support um, extreme restraints, extreme restraints.com. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it, if we if we hit 69, if our come counter goes up to 69, um, you know, we'll, we'll buy you a sex toy. We're available for ad reads, uh, extreme restraints. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Well, they, they were until it got gross. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's a bit much for us. So speaking of uncomfortable conversations to have, I have a question here from Too Afraid to Ask as well by Master Hayton, which oh, is wow. a, a hilarious name uh, <laughs> spelled you, like this... Master Baton, but with an H. It's it's Master Hayton like Master Baton. So this might just be a really horny and lonely white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pose the question does in quotes, this is the best pussy I've ever had End quotes actually mean anything. I, I think, I, I think you, you added an is in there and there is no is. Oh, okay. It's just does this the best pussy I've ever had this. the Yeah, I did. I added it. Does this the best pussy I've ever had actually mean anything? Well, I think it means that it's the best pussy that this person has ever had. That's <laughs> that's what it means. So they, this is uh, they're saying that their boyfriend is always saying that mine is the best pussy he's ever had and feels so good, etc. Which is the hottest term to use when you're talking dirty, etc. Exactly. It's like I love the way your body feels, etc. <laughs> They're, they're asking, is this standard dirty talk? And can men actually feel the difference between different vaginas? Oh, OK, so we got we got a couple questions. Uh, and I, I think I've already answered the first one. Does this the best pussy I've ever had actually mean anything? And it's, yes, yes, that's it means exactly. It's a very straightforward statement of and whether it's true or not is another question entirely, which brings us to the sub questions of is this just standard dirty talk? Is this standard it, dirty talk cap? I think it is standard dirty talk, but not every time you have sex. It, it, <laughs> it seems strange. They say that their boyfriend is always saying that as in it's like a constant reminder. Yeah. Uh, and what's even more awkward is it doesn't even specify that the boyfriend's always saying that during sex. <laughs> she just says that my boyfriend's always saying that mine is the best pussy he's ever had and it feels good, etc. But how much of that is just standard dirty talk? Can men actually tell the difference? So it does not specify that this is occurring during sex. So he could just be walking up to her like he sees her at the library. He waves. He walks over to her and says, oh, wow, I didn't know you were going to be at the library today, too. This is the best pussy I've ever had. I think we need to keep taking out the is this the best pussy I've ever had. (laughs) It's like you send your grocery list to them. Hey, can you pick this up on the way home? And they respond with this, the best pussy I've ever had. Yeah, and, and the asker doesn't really provide any ages here because if it's a young person saying that, I don't believe it. But if it's an older <laughs> person saying, like, let's say you have a middle-aged, like a middle-aged lover, and you are what we're going to assume an age-appropriate pairing, mm-hmm. and they say, This is the best pussy, this is the best pussy I've ever had. <laughs> like, that's a credible claim because presumably at that age, they have had 
a statistically valid sampling of pussy to be able to make that determination that yours is, in fact, the best. Exactly. And I, I think it goes both ways. I mean, people would say this is the best dick I've ever had, you know, but saying uh-huh. it every time is the weird thing or always saying it, I think, is uh, the strange I, thing here. I, I, I think the other way that you could flip this around is this is the best pussy you've ever had. Like, that's the yeah, other there you go. there. So it's not just the gender swap. It's also the point of view swap. Like, like, I feel like that's that's basically the plot of WAP. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the best pussy you've ever had. It's macaroni in a pot. It's perfect. I, I like that power play. That's a that's a I, I think that's a more comfortable thing to say than the penis wielder in this relationship constantly telling you that as if to remind you, you I like you knowing it that you are the best pussy that they have ever had. I think that uh, is it is it just standard dirty talk? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, can men actually feel the difference between different vaginas? And the answer is, yeah. I mean, people's bodies are different. That's just that's just a fact. Now, although I've noted differences, I've never had any complaints. So, I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like you take note. Uh, and if you choose to compliment somebody on it, uh, you are the only person that they're telling. They're not they're not letting anybody else know. It's like mm, you're number four. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, maybe maybe talk about the kind of dirty talk you like, because everybody likes varying degrees or none at all, you know. So if, yeah. if you're really wondering, like, why your boyfriend says this all the time, just be like, hey, you've told me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's yeah. try a different kind of dirty talk, perhaps. Or you could take the WAP approach and just say, yeah, it is. Exactly. Goddamn own, right it is. Own it. Um, so yes, it does mean something. It means that you're in a relationship where the person cares enough to tell you that they appreciate your sexual prowess, or at least they're, they're appreciates the sexual activity that you've been partaking in. So congratulations. Congrats. Even if, even if they're exaggerating about whether you have the best pussy that he's ever had, uh, just know that he likes it and that should be enough. Oh, it's not a competition. Sex. Well, I mean, it can be a competition. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a professional sex athlete, then we encourage you to use Lilo Hex original luxury condoms with unique hexagonal structure to prevent slippage with its thin yet strong latex condom lubricated for a fast finish. The, uh, <laughs> the link to this Amazon product is in our show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and they owe us money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And buy the three pack. That's the best margin. Per unit. Per unit. (laughs) (laughs) What sets the best genitals apart from your average everyday genitals? And the answer is time and attention. Uh, Maybe a little bit of grooming, which brings us to our next question. So we are back drawing from the r slash no stupid questions trough because let's be real about sex for a moment. A lot of people have a lot of questions and none of them are stupid. These are all the sex questions that your high school gym coach could not teach you in health class. That's right. Uh, so this was posted by user Robinson Dickinson. <laughs> That's his real name. <laughs> Lucky. And he writes, fuck me. I shaved my <laughs> pubic hair. A lot of it. A couple days ago, I had a hoodie catch all the hair. I didn't dispose the hair and instead put the entire hoodie in the laundry bag. And now my mom took it to the laundry just now. Will the hair wash away? Um. <sighs> So they write, the hoodie was folded and in the middle of a lot of other clothes. I'm hoping she doesn't notice it. My fear is she might notice a lot of wet pubes when she takes it out to put it in the dryer. Will the laundry machine wash away all that pubes? (laughs) 
Mm. <laughs> There's so many amateur mistakes here. Fuck me, there are. <laughs> like, I think they already know the answer to their own not stupid question. And the answer is, uh, fuck me. Exactly. Because they are fucked. <laughs> they, like, they know what's up. Just go quickly, go get a haircut, and then blame it on that. Yeah, like, you need to cut your hair immediately because... Yeah, no, there's 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 no way mom's not going to find that because she's going to <laughs> grab that pile. And if it's going to the laundry, even if it's folded, she's going to grab that pile and her hands are going to go in the wash and they're going to come out covered in your gross wet pubes. I think the best way to handle this is to go to your mom and either come clean. That does not count towards our come counter, though. Any reference to the come counter does count. Uh, <laughs> just tell your mom that you need your hoodie back and if you feel like explaining the situation explain it um but i think it's perfectly acceptable to try not to explain it just say mom there is a very deeply personal and uncomfortable reason why i need that hoodie back from you before you wash it this has nothing to do with drugs <laughs> but i need that hoodie back and you don't want to touch it and she'll she'll immediately assume that there's there's and this this is going to count too. There's going to be cum in the hoodie. Exactly. I, I think I think an easy solution here is to be like, "Mom, you've worked hard. Why don't you have a seat and I'll do the laundry?" And oh then you God. don't have to admit anything. Me, I'm 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 just a serial truth teller, I guess, because your solution is so much more elegant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she might be confused at first, but then she'll be thankful. She has a few minutes to herself. She'll go trim her pubes into a hoodie. Exactly. You could shake your hoodie out over, you know, out a window or something onto the street below where pubes live and, you know, exist. <laughs> but I think you could do it yourself. You're old enough now. If you're on Reddit asking no stupid questions, you can do laundry. Yeah. If you're old enough to trim your pubes, you are old enough to do your own goddamn laundry. Exactly. And, and you know what? Like Cap said, feel free to chip in on the rest of the house. And you can be the one who finds other people's embarrassing pubes. <laughs> you'll know all their secrets like whoever whoever does the laundry in a household knows everybody's secrets and here's a fun tip don't use a hoodie anymore that's ridiculous you just lay out some newspaper i'm sure you've got some around the house under you shave into it and then ball up the newspaper and throw it out easy solution Let, let's say hypothetically speaking that your mom grabs everything in a bunch and throws it into the wash uh, will the pubes wash out? And the answer is probably yes. Yeah, um, I've, I've had no issue with like after getting a haircut and it's all over your shirt and stuff, throwing it in the wash. Yeah, so I, I think that there's a chance that it could wash away depending on how long these trimmings mm -hmm. are. They might get stuck in the clothes, in which case it's going to pop up. It's going to come out in the uh, in the dryer lint, probably. Yeah, I mean, I've got three cats. There's hair but all over everything, you know? Yeah, but that's not the end of the world because you'd be like, that's a lot of chest hair, mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm a growing boy who can't do laundry, but I'm full of chest hair. <laughs> what he doesn't tell you is he's 42. <laughs> <laughs> and just very, very, very irresponsible with his pubes. <laughs> so they actually, they, they came back and provided an update later on. They oh, say, I didn't see the update. Tell me. Sorry for late update. Mom did not find out. I think. Because she brought back home the laundry and didn't say a word. I'm still embarrassed because she might have found out and just not saying anything for my sake. And as a parent, I can tell you that is 100% a viable possibility. 100%. Well, she's not going to be upset with you for grooming yourself. 
No, like there's there is so much that you pretend not to know about the people around you when you're exactly. living under the same roof as uh, growing human beings. Parental ignorance is bliss. Parental ignorance is bliss, and we are more than happy to feign ignorance, uh, especially <laughs> when, especially when Johnny Law comes knocking. Exactly. Like I don't know where For my those. kids are, but I know they didn't do that. <laughs> but you know who sells hoodies that aren't full of pubes? Oh, tell me, Rick Reynolds who was kind enough to provide us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can head on over to Shrimp and Crits on your local podcatcher. We're an actual play podcast, which means we actually play a tabletop RPG game every other Monday on our podcast. It is so much fun. Uh, I know I know. Ryan's a huge fan. I am, and if you are a huge fan of this show, you already knew that too. <laughs> and if you're a fan of Shrimp and Crits and you're not subscribed to our Patreon already, I highly recommend you go over to look at it, patreon.com slash shrimpandcrits. We post bonus content out on there as well every other Monday, and it is a trip to hear some of the stuff that didn't make it to the main show. I can confirm all of that bonus content, and it is super sweet. And honestly, a little bit horny. Let's talk about ASMRE for a moment. Hey now, if you want to hear my <laughs> deep, sultry voice outside of this podcast, you can listen to me <laughs> read fables and old uh, public domain short stories. And you have to you have to pay for that treatment. Obviously, it's it's probably going to cut into your condom budget, but it's really going to skyrocket my condom budget, <laughs> and that's what matters here. So are you going to need? Are you just going to start buying more condoms or just more expensive condoms? I'm stocking up. <laughs> I got a bunch of canned vegetables and condoms just ready for the end of the world. For the and, banana and, and, people apocalypse. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> you can find uh, me personally on Twitter and Instagram at foodicide. Uh, that's at F O D C I D E. Uh, which is a weird way to spell it on the internet, but I don't care. You're probably not going to look it up anyway. <laughs> and if you're looking for the podcast on social media, you can find us at Wreck Your Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and presumably TikTok if I ever get around to doing to securing that, which I'll probably do later today before this episode airs. So yeah, check us out on TikTok. Um, <laughs> and if between now and next week you find yourself trying to figure out which American Idol contestant is most analogous to your genitals, we encourage you to check yourself. <laughs> Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart.